0: Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Um, today we have a fantastic guest, a, another friend of a friend, uh, friend of John Arnett, uh, the offensive line coach at Little Cypress, Mauriceville, and Texas. Uh, Chris Coates. Coach, how you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. This is awesome.
0: No problem. Uh, a friend of John's is a friend of the channel's. Is I? Say. <laughs> He's a good guy, and we'll we'll talk about John later. Um, So, but I mean, kind of first, before we get to any of that, okay, do you want to kind of give your background, how you ended up at Little Cypress?
1: Sure, man. Uh, Yeah, I I grew up here. I'm in the southeastern part of Texas, um, down by Beaumont, Texas. I grew up in Jasper, which is north of here, probably about an hour. Um, I grew up there, played football there. My offensive line coach was Jack Alvarez at Jasper High School at the time. He's a – he's gone on to do great things as a head coach won a state championship at Ennis and now he's at Cuero down in the valley um I played for him there uh started two years there and then I played college football in Arkansas at Henderson State University a division two school I played three years there and then I left there and went to the Marine Corps for four years um in the Marine Corps for four years. I got out, went back to school. I knew I wanted to be a coach. Then that's when, when I was in the Marine Corps is when I decided I, I wanted to coach, you know? And uh, uh, just went back to school at AM Commerce and my eligibility was up. So I, I had to get my foot in the door some way. And I started as a, my last year of school, uh, uh, I was a video GA. I did the end zone shot for the defense at practice and, in the, and I did the end zone shot in the game. And so I got started that way and just so happened one of the coaches that was working there as our defensive coordinator, um, David Gibbs, he was from Jasper and he, he asked me if I was going to be a high school coach. I said, yes, sir. And so he got me on with Thomas Brooks, uh, was the head coach at Jasper at the time and is my mentor. He's a really great coach, well-known in Texas. Um, I started with him there. I was just a freshman and JB coach my first year, and then my my second year I was a varsity defensive ends coach, and then I just went from there. From there I went to Manor for a year as the offensive line coach at Manor, and then I came back to Southeast Texas at Warren for two years with Kevin Barbe. Um I was his offensive line coach. He called the he called the offense there, and I've been. And then from there I went to uh, Kirbyville, Texas for for five for five years with Greg Neese, a great head coach. He's a head coach at Anahuac now really smart offensive off, offensive coach. He was the offensive coordinator for Jack Alvarez when Jack was there. And I learned a lot from him. We ran like a multiple offenses. We based out of the wing tee and we ran some spread too. And he let me call the plays for a year, about a year, two years. And then um, I left. he left and went to Newton and was the offensive coordinator at Newton, won a couple of state championships there. And I went to Westbrook and that's when I got with Coach Peavy uh, my current head coach and my offensive coordinator, Jeff Bro. He's really good. Uh, he's a great, um, great offensive mind, great play caller. He was a he he was a uh, line coach when he was an assistant coach. He's he was mainly coached in college. At uh, he played over and he's from Louisiana. He played over at um, at Nicholls State and coached at McNeese. Was O line coach at McNeese and at Henderson State up in Arkansas, and then. Uh, went to high school for a year at uh, at Winnie East Chambers, and then went back into college at Lamar. And then he got the job at at, uh, at Westbrook, and he's really good. He really helped me in my career as an offensive line coach, learned so much from him, um, just about all on play and like the run game, and really in pass protection. That, that that's where I, I'm. I was weak as an O line coach, and I, I still need a lot of work to do there. But when Coach Peavy got the um, the job at at Little Cypress, he, he asked me to go and Jeff was going. So I said, yeah, man, I'm on board. So uh, they were, you know, we got here, they were one in seven the year before. And the kids really bought into what we wanted to do into our spread scheme on the offensive side of the ball. And what we do were, you know, and she, we had a good year last year. We had a we really senior heavy. The seniors bought in they led and they just wanted to play. We ended up going 11 and three we went four rounds deep in the playoffs. Uh, so it was a really great year for us and, and those kids. I'm just, I'm glad to be here with Coach Peavy and Coach Bro, they're great, great coaches and we have a really great staff. So that's my background.
0: Kind of going into it, I mean, me and you've talked and I mean, you, you've you kind of been studying wide zone and just kind of the, the direction you guys have kind of gone to a point. Um, and, then, and then we both kind of watched the um, mirrorball Clinic he's in Oregon, and there's a lot of, I think, good nuggets in there. I mean, before you kind of get into kind of how you guys won wide zone, because obviously coach has a presentation for those that are watching this, um, kind of what did you take away before we get into it, the, the mirror ball wide zone clinic, and kind of how have you adapted that to what you're doing?
1: Well, like you said, we just switched to wide zone. We were really, we were it. we called it outside zone. You know, we we're trying to hit it off tackle, and we what we liked about the wide zone. What Coach Mirabal does is that, um, we it really can hit the aiming point for the running back. You know, is the tight end's rear end, and so we really liked how we still get we don't get a cut back like we do on the inside zone, a roll back like we do on the inside zone, but we still get one from the from you know the C gap. All the way back to the front side A gap, maybe sometimes the backside A gap, depending on how well a job we do on the backside. But we liked the uh, we felt we liked the freedom it gives us with the wide zone. We felt like we were too hamstring with the outside zone, trying to keep it outside. And now it fits better with our inside zone scheme. Um, and it's just easy. The coaching, the coaching cues and the philosophy for it that Coach Miraval does is, is easy for kids to pick up, it's easy for high school kids. That's what I liked about it. And I just liked it because it's what he teaches at, what he taught when he was at Oregon and probably what he's going to teach now at, at Miami. And shoot, it's the same kind of stuff that the pros are teaching too at places like, you know, at the 49ers, he had some clips of the 49ers running the same type of, the same scheme on, of, of wide zone. And so we like that. And I think the kids like it, it gives them confidence knowing that, hey, I'm running something that, that a D1 school is running or, uh, or even a pro team is running, you know, yeah. just to, you know, just, just all, it's all dependent upon terminology and what you want to call it and stuff.
0: Not yet to your point. Like, I, I think it's very, the, the, the skills he's teaching is very transferable. Yes. Like, I, I mean, I, you watch some schemes. You're just like my kid's not athletic enough to do that, or I don't have the kids to run that or something like that. Whereas his is, is, I mean, it's, I mean, 99% of it's footwork and, really Mm -hmm. shoulder slash hand placement i mean it's not it's i mean it's i've got what was the term he used um knee through the crotch yep and Mm -hmm. you're really trying to get your pretty much your head to the opposite armpit pretty much essentially Mm -hmm. i mean i thought it was just very um easily transferable as long as you can get your kids to get offline now kind of i know i mean i'm gonna let you kind of go through some of your um Presentation here, and so we can kind okay. of go back and forth. So, I mean, I'll let you kind of get started, and then we'll kind of go back and forth with it.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, <clears throat> my my coach like Coach Banister said, I'm, my name is Chris Coates I'm also line coach here. You can see it on my on the screen here. Little Soppers from Reedfield High School. We're the Bears. We're in Orange, Texas, and this is our just the our offense at a glance. We're spread run first team. We utilize multiple formations, probably like everyone else does. Uh, we utilize a tight end. We utilize a tight end. He can be on the ball or he can be back in the H-back position, kind of in a wing, uh, splitting the side of the ball, or the tackle's leg with his crotch, you know, in that position. And our three main run plays are inside zone, wide zone, and our power, power read series. Um, as far as multiple formations go, you know, we can get in – and you know true spread doubles trips to you know tight end trips and one of our favorite our favorite uh, formations that we've really used really the last couple of years a lot when we were at Westbrook and now that we're here at LCM is is a uh, is twelve empty which is uh, you know one back two tight end stuff and it really gives people problems so that's our offense at a glance and now I'm just. Our zone principles, if you know our main our main run play is inside zone. And then our second best run play that we ran a lot, that we've run a lot is of course wide zone. Um, the first thing we're gonna do that I teach I coach my offensive line to do, teach them to do is we're gonna ID the front structure, whether it's a odd or even front, and then we're gonna ID the mic to the side of the, the, the call side, the play side. And the first thing they're gonna ask themselves, the O line's gonna ask themselves, are you covered or are you uncovered? court and then uh then we're going to make our combo and our combo calls on the inside zone uh we call them combo we combo it and then once once we get into our wide zone now they become slips just because the angle all the angles change and everything with the backs path and stuff but the principles I use that uh on wide zone that I got from you know Co- coach Mirabal like you were, like we were talking about and also got some stuff from a couple years ago during the pandemic the um well, a clinic that was at at Baylor, um, uh, Coach Ferentz that's at Iowa was talking there, and he was talking about wide zone, and I've adapted some of his terminology too. But the goal of wide zone is to we're trying to divide the defensive front, okay, front side. We're pushing the slant. That's the terminology I got from Coach Ferentz. So we're really trying to stretch the the front side uh, CB all the way to the A gap. We're trying to push that slant with our steps and our blocking angles there. Um, backside, we're scooping and cutting, you know. When I was playing in the wing T system when I was in high school, with a lot of our plays, we were scooping the backside and we were cutting. So I still use that terminology, you know, even though it, it's that old. Um, next, we get to the running back's path. The running back's path is important because we tell our running back, hey, you're aiming at the the butt crack of the tight end, whether he's in the H-back position or whether he's on the ball. and With that, you know, you're going to see in the clips coming up. I started with one of the first clips was one of our first games, and uh, it it was our first game of the year, and you can see how the running back isn't as patient. He needs to be patient with that path because if it's not their side, it's going to cut. He's got the chance to stick his foot in the ground and cut it back uh, if we're doing our job on the backside, okay? And the running back's uh, path determines the O-line block angles. So our angles will be, our aiming point on the play side and all, you know, our aiming point is the outside shoulder of that defensive lineman. If you're uncovered, it's the outside shoulder, curvature of the armpit of that linebacker that you're working to on the second level, okay? So, next we get to tight end can be We're always going to utilize a tight end with it. Tight end is going to be either off or on, like I talked about before. and. The main thing for this that I coach my office of linemen is not if we get any type of edge pressure, we're not going to be responsible for that. Like we are in inside zone. Okay. We're not going to be responsible. any. T- we're going to recognize that edge pressure, you know, and depending on who we're playing and what they're running, we'll have game, you know, we'll, it'll be in our game plan. how we're going to handle that and the calls that we're going to make. But as far as it, if we look up and see that outside linebacker or a safety coming off the edge. We're not, we know that we just, we know the first thing we're going to know is that the line is going to be moving. And other than that, we're not working to that edge pressure. Okay. That's going to be the tight ends responsibility. Okay. So now to, I
0: got a question, coach, like yes, for your, the combo slip calls, what, what is that? And I'm not asking for your calls, but what is actually the difference between a combo call and a slip okay. call? <laughs> Cause I, I'm the first time I've seen the, the term slip. So okay. I'm just, I'm just curious.
1: I, I, it's just the, the two different calls, combos for our inside zone, because we're trying to our, – our, deme- our blocking demeanor and our posture, we're trying to put get a vertical push on inside zone. And like I said before, on wide zone, we're trying to push the slant. We're trying to push the line of scrimmage and get it in a slant on the front side. So this is, we're not going to hang as long as, as we would on our combo calls, okay? So it's going to be the same call. Like it's going to be the same – combo call whether it's an ace or a deuce or whatever but we just know it's we're slipping it we're moving faster okay and because it's wide zone the backside guy knows hey you got to get on your horse reach and run right now because that front side offensive lineman is chipping that guy he's slipping him he's just going to try to turn his his uh his play side shoulder as much as he can with his eyes on the his second level backer where he's work, who he's working to And he's got to go, depending on the tempo of that guy.
0: All right. I get it, Coach. Thank you.
1: Yes, sir. So, going uh, with principle number five here, going back to the covered and uncovered. So, this the next stuff I'm going to be talking about is all the stuff I got from Coach Mirabal. If the O-line is covered, he's working an angle to get, like you were talking about before, to get his backside knee through his crotch and his backside hand through the sternum of that D-lineman. Okay. If, if we're uncovered, depending on what the front is, the uncovered lineman's got a three-step decision. He's either going to take it over, knock it over, or climb. His, his eyes off the snap of the football are going to be in his gap. If he sees any piece of that defensive lineman covering his adjacent lineman, he's going to knock it over. If he sees him all the way in the gap, he's going to take it over. If it's nothing's there, he's going to work that angle through that near hip of that D, of that D lineman Okay, and climb to the second level to his backer. On the backside, uh, we're scooping and cutting, and we can fold it too. We can G it on the backside, fold it, just depending on the technique of that backside defensive lineman.
0: How much did you guys actually use the fold
1: part last year? Not very much because Coach Bro, he's a big (sighs) – Coach Bro's big, and while I like working for him, he's not going to do anything that we don't usually do. You know, we came in, we didn't really have an off season, <laughs> so to speak, at the end of last year. You know, a true off season where we work football at the end. You know, in the period where we're working the little tech, we work a lot of technique and working that fold. If it's if we got a three backside say, and we're running wide zone right, we, it, a lot of times, depending on where that linebacker's playing, you're going to have a lot better angle and a lot better uh, line of force to that linebacker if you fold that backside yeah. three where, where, uh, rather than slipping it, you know? Yeah, exactly. This is a diagram against a 4-2 a four two box here. So, like we said before, are you covered or uncovered? So, we're running wide zone right right here. And the right tackle's he's got a five technique, so he's working – his angle is through the outside – his aiming point and angle is through the outside shoulder curvature of the armpit of that defensive end. He's going to – I you know, I really got away from really teaching steps. I just tell him, hey, we're going to reach and run because I don't want to spend too much time getting them confused on, I got to take this step. And then they become all robotic and stuff. We rep it, the crap out of it in offseason, just reaching and running, get on that angle um, and working that angle. But he's going to work through his angle right here, through his aiming point and just push the slant right here. So if we could take the line of scrimmage and push it on a slant.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get you. I think that's one thing I took away from his clinic too is, I mean, he he mentioned over and over again, he doesn't care what the front side foot does. Like, right. I, I mean, he, it's, it's all about where in the end your need to be in the crotch. It's not, yeah. Like, what steps you take is what steps you take, and like, right. and like, like any in any game, anyways. Like, if his if he's taking say, uh, and this is probably a bad example, but if he's taking a, a lateral step and, and the dude's just beat him across the face, I mean, you might take more of a bucket step, lose a little ground to be able to get him if he's just that faster than you. Like, right. I mean, I think I think you're going just footwork anyway, so why overcompensate it to
1: begin with? Right. Um, I'm totally with you, man. So. Oh, I skipped the tight end. The tight end is responsible for whatever's outside on the edge. So he's working to this outside backer. If he fights to keep outside contained, he's just going to wash him to the sideline. And if he fights inside, then he's just going to he's going to pin him inside. The tackle right here, like I said, he's working his angle, and he's just going to push to that shoulder. We're not, you know, it, one reason we switched to, the, to wide zone is because we were with the outside zone and it might have been bad coaching by me, over coaching. Our it seems like our front side guys, especially against a four-man front, uh, even front right here, they're trying to hook those guys. And we're really not trying to do that. Okay. If that defensive end wants to fight to keep outside contain, like he usually gets taught to do, then we're just gonna wash that guy to the sideline and stretch that B gap open. Um, and same thing with the with the guard right there. He's working the same angle, the same aiming point as the tackle versus that three as a as the tackle is on that end with his three technique. He's going to push that, he's going to push that shoulder and drive it. And then the center right here, like I said, he's uncovered. So he's got the three-step decision. Either take it over, knock it over or climb. He's going to work through his A-gap. His angle is right through that three techniques near hip or where it used to be off the snap. Cause that guy's probably going to be moving and we're working that angle. Now we're working that aiming point outside shoulder curvature of the armpit of that linebacker. And again, he, we're just pushing it. We're pushing that aiming point that we're driving that line of force. And then the backside right here, it's a really hard block when that guy. It's really hard when that guy, you know, he's in a, you know, I call it a two, eye. so most people call it a one when he's in that two eye position right there in the, in that backside, a gap, we're taking our steps. We're making it look like I coach him. We're taking our step, you know, you're, you're reaching and running. You're making him think you're going high. And then we're throwing, getting our head across that playside hip and throwing and cutting. Yeah. Backside tackles, Work got working the three-step decision up to his backside linebacker. So, now, what I was talking about earlier, if that guy's a three technique here, then we could G it. We could fold it, okay, make our fold call, and we can fold it up to that backside linebacker just because we got a, ba- a better angle and – if we do our job on the front side, we get this guy cut down, the cutback's gonna, the, the running back can stick his foot in the ground, cut it, cut it back right there, right off that cut block by the, by the backside guard and a backside tackle on that linebacker. Now, versus we really like running it against a three man. When we face a four man front, just depending on what they do, how they play, how good they are up front, the technique that they use, you know, we can still run, um, run the wide zone, our wide zone play. A lot of times we'll go to twelve and empty. You know, could let our run, let our quarterback run it and just go wide zone cue. And but we really like running it against this odd front, uh, against these three four defenses. In fact, that's the defense we see the most, and it's it's most of the teams we that we face when they're in this odd front. There, it's going to be multiple. They're going to give you a three-two box, a three-three stack look. In the, as much as we run the football, we're, we're, we won't have any less than seven, you know, seven players in the box, defensive players in the box. So n- nothing changes; it's the same principles. Okay, I just tell my guys to make it easy for them. If we're going wide zone right, right here, it's the right guard and right right tackle. It's you two for these two, play side end and backer. It's you two, center and backside guard for nose and back, these two nose and backside backer. If that guy, usually a lot of times we're playing, you probably know too, you know, that backside defensive end, a lot of times it's going to be a four eye. And so we're scooping and cutting that guy on the backside. Now the guards are on the uncovered. They got the three-step decision, okay? If they see any piece of that guy, they're going to knock it over. If he's all the way in the gap, we're going to take it over and let our tackle climb. The tackle's got to be patient though, especially when that backer's playing it more in the box a little bit. You're gonna see in one of the first clips, we totally miss that front side linebacker. They're playing a three, a true three-two. You know, that guy's a 30-backer in there. And we totally missed the, the linebacker, which if we got him, if we could get if we, the line, if the tackle just had his eyes up and stays on track and washes that linebacker out, we're gonna cut right behind him, and it's probably gonna be a touchdown. But that's that's the diagrams for you know Evens front and a and an odd front. Right, this first one is the first game of the year. We're in our empty look here, and we move the tight end. We move the tight end over. And we're going wide zone right and the quarterback's running it.
0: Now, how much? I mean, because you guys mentioned you're a multiple offense team, anyways, but how much did you mess? how how much formationally and shifting emotionally wise, especially with the wide zone, did, you know, did you mess with? Cause I think that's kind of one thing I noticed as I've watched wide zone film over the past two years. It's just how, I mean, they, there's a lot of window dressing with it a lot of times.
1: Oh yeah. We window dress a lot. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a tendency if we just line up with the tight end and run it to the tight end side, So, yeah. you know, we're going to put the tight end in different positions and move him over. Um, well, we do it a lot. We were just talking yesterday when I let, you know, my officer coordinator know that I was doing your podcast. We, we started talking about the wide zone and watching what we did in the season. And he was talking about, hey, the next time I – if I speak anywhere, I'm going to be talking about our 12 empty series because this formation right here is – in the personnel is – is, 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 is empty, tied in. And we just, it just gives guys fits, especially yeah. with you know it was, it was spreading them out and and everything you can do out of it, you know. But yes, we 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 do a lot of window dressing. Okay. So right, we're doing it right here. So we're moving the tight end over, and then we're gonna go wide zone right. So there's a again, that outside backer is gonna run blitz, and. The O line knows right now that play side or tackle, the right tackle knows right now. I'm not, we're not working to that pressure. That's the tight end's responsibility. So, right here, the play side tackle, the play side guard are working together. It's U2 for these two. It's center backside guard, U2 for these two. And we should be scooping and cutting that backside. That guy's a four to a four eye right there. So, play side guard is a great, he's a little slow off the ball, but he's on his angle. He sees that guy, he knows right now I'm taking that guy over. As soon as I as soon as I four, a lot of everybody knows fours are usually B gap players. As soon as that guy flashes into my gap, I know right now I'm taking it over. Now the tackle's too thick right here. Yeah. His step doesn't have to be, his step can just be a settling time step to the crotch, just because of that defensive end's technique. He's playing on him. He's a head up four to a four eye. So he doesn't really need to open his shoulders and hips that much, but he's a little too thick. And there's the linebacker. We totally miss him right here. You know, my fault. I probably over coaching or under coaching is the first game of the year. But if we get to that guy, like I was talking about earlier and wash him out to the sideline, there's nobody. Now, my center I had this year, he was a senior, a three-year starter, did a really good job. He knows right now it's a slip. He's chipping that play side shoulder. Even though that guy's a four on him, I'm taking my step. Backside guard step is pretty good. He's going to – I coach that guy. When you're reaching and running right there, you need to be in your adjacent lineman's hip pocket. Okay, we want to be hip to hip and shoulder to shoulder if we can. When we – it's really hard to to cut that nose because a lot of times you might get a hollow chop block call, especially down here with the way they ch- change the rules for cutting. But – he needs to get his hands inside but we reached that nose and you can see the center throwing and cutting for that backside linebacker now the backside tackle is wrong he got a minus for this play because he should be scooping and cutting that backside defensive end yeah there's a wide look one thing we we I don't think we do it right here but we will RPO we won't RPO the front side of it. Of course, we're blocking and running off depending on what coverage they're in. But on the backside, we will run a backside RPO, either bubble or slant, depending on what we get. So we're going wide zone right, and now we're in uh, 11. Or no, we're not in 11. We are in 11 personnel, but we're going to tackle over. This is our tackle over look. So that we're going to tackle over right. So we move our left tackle over. And our tight ends to the backside, so he's just got the tight end. The coaching for the tight end is the same as it would be for the backside tackle. You're scooping and cutting. So now we got a four-man look here. We got a six technique over our top over the over tackle. So they know right now it's you two for these two. I'm working a solo right here. I'm covered. He's got the three. Center's got the three-step decision. Backside guard's covered. Yep. He's scooping, working, t- tied in. is scooping and cutting on the backside, too.
0: Now, when you're when you're teaching this to them, how much are you, like, when you're installing it to your line, how much are you talking about, okay, this is their front. This is most likely where you're going to go. Because, like, I mean, if, if, for me, like, from front ID's perspective, because I coached defense for a while, mm-hmm. like, if, if I'm looking at this and I'm, like, the center, I'm like, obviously, I'm going to step, say we're running, we're running wide zone right here. I'm going to obviously I'm going to step right in case that that three technique right into my gap. But most likely I'm probably not going to have him because if he's in the B gap, he's probably a B gap defender. How much do you actually have that conversation to help increase their football IQ? Do you have with your offensive line?
1: Well, you know, it all goes in the game planning first and foremost. You know, of course, what the front, what front they're running. What are their tendencies on whatever down? What kind of pressure are they bringing? I try not to overcoach them too much. I just tell them, hey, you got the three-step decision, center. That guy's a three-technique. You got the three-step decision. You're working through his near hip. If you see any piece of him, I'm going to knock it over. If he's all the way in that gap, I'm taking it over. So, he's, he's – like his angle right there is right through, you know, right through that guy's hip. Yep. Looking for this linebacker scraping, so okay. So we're going in and out of the tackle overlook and right now that the right tackle is not—he's too—he's too, he's too uh, flat, he, or he's not flat enough. <clears throat> he should be taking over that six and letting the over tackle chip and run the slip up to number 50 there. That's who we would ID as the might. is the might. He should really be taking over and driving. He's not getting, he's on the wrong shoulder. He should be work, trying to work to that outside shoulder, curve, curve the armpit. Place our guard is, it's not bad. That tackle just kind of sits in there. Is lazy. So, I mean, he's working through his aiming point. I'd really like that center to get over there and knock him over to that guard, and let that guard drive it, drive that line of force. But he's doing what he's supposed to. He's reaching and cutting. On the backside, we're wrong. That backside guard should be cutting that guy all the way. We should be taking our steps, working through place, trying to get our backside knee through crotch, backside of the hand through sternum, and then throwing him. A- cutting through that play side hip. So it's really because of the the tackle, the right tackle gets beat right there. It should be a bust and a a tackle for loss, but, you know, our running back is a pretty special guy. He can make something out of nothing, which is what he does right there. Right, this is towards the end of the season. And our running back right here, now we're going in wide zone right, I mean wide zone left, pardon me. And right here, this is example patience. He sees the cut back right here. So on the front side, we're taking our steps. We're trying to get front side or backside knee through crotch, backside hand through sternum. It's a, it's a three, it's an odd front. So it's play side guard and tackle. For the play side end, play side linebacker. Backside guard does a great job. He's in the backside. He's working the aiming point on that center. I mean, on that nose guard, he's trying to get to that play side shoulder, get backside knee through crotch, backside hand through sternum. Okay. I like to see him a little bit more physical right there and not let that space get created between him and that nose guard. Center's chipping up, and he should just keep going right there. He's looking to. that's not his backer. His eye, if you can see his eyes right there, looking at number seven. I'm working up and looking for that Willie backer to flow, which he doesn't. So if that happens, I'm just going to keep working through my A-gap extended right there. Because that safety that drops down into the box is going to come back come back out and try to get in on the play. Number 10, if we stay in our gap, right, if the center stays in his A-gap extended right there, he could have a possible chance of, picking that guy off. You never want to turn your back to the play, which is what we do right there, but we do a great job on the front side. We could be a little bit more aggressive at the point of attack, but we're going to wash it. And like I said, the running back, we're halfway through the season. We're at the end of, our, of the regular season right here, and he's he's got it down. Patience pushing his path to the butt crack of that tight end and then sticks his foot in the ground cuts it all the way back, cuts it back.
0: That's really well done, Coach. I'm just, I just, I just was looking at each one of them over and over again, especially that combo on 42, 42. One no part of, of that combo. I mean, that's and that's just good. Yeah, for, for the technique.
1: I mean, they want to. That's what we tell them. We want to. If they want to fight outside, just take them where they want to go faster than they want to get there. Yep. Yeah. So I, we're
0: I, watching I it. Drink. Running back, six,
1: putting the ground, and hits his head on the goalpost.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, to your point, really, the main thing to nitpick about is turning your back. Back by the center, but outside that, I mean, I mean, offensive lineup's pretty dang good. So,
1: all right, this is our uh, this is in the first round of the playoffs. So, we're running again, and you can see right here, this team was multiple, they're they were odd, they were an odd front structure that three man front played that tucked those linebackers in. Those outside backers into the box a lot and would run that little pirate stunt, which is what they do right here. And we're just we're just too soft at the point of attack right here. Like the, the place I guard, he's where he's supposed to be, but we're just so soft right there and let that guy play through us. So now we're in 12 personnel. Got two tight ends. We got a tight end on the ball to the right. And our second tight end in the wing right here to the play side. Go to the end zone shots and see it better. So I remember this, you know, they, that was one of their favorite stunts to run that little pirate stunt between the outside backer and that end. The end's going to go out even though he's in a four. And we coach him a lot. Hey, if that guy's the four, protect your inside. Well, right here he goes out. Outside backer comes in. Face that guard should know right now. As soon as I see my gap open, I, I, first off, he needs to remember I've got the three-step decision: either take it over, knock it over, or climb. So I should be climbing and expecting something to fill that gap from the second level. The nose slants. Center does a great job working his track. Working his line of force, driving his angle, backside knee through crotch, backside hand through sternum through that outside shoulder right there. Kind of got a little stunt from the backer. I don't know what, what's going on with this backer out right here, if it's really a run blitz going through the backside B gap or not, but that backside tackles wrong. He's too vertical. He needs to get flat. I'm. He's got a loose five. I mean, a, kind of a top five right there. So. Right there versus a, a, that technique in the backside defensive event, he's really got to be working, scooping up to the next level, looking at this backer. And now his aiming point would be outside shoulder, curvature of the armpit. And I, I'm working to get my backside knee through his crotch and my backside hand through his sternum. Because if he does that, he's going to pick up this backer, fold him backside. It'll give our chance just, and we coach them anytime you get like a cross dog, this kind of looks like a cross dog, blitz, uh, stunt, whatever you want to call it. But we're always going to combo. If that happens, we're always going to combo the blitzer, which would be uh, this middle backer right here. So we would just work through him to this guy. So if that, if the right tackle right here would we'll just get on his ankle and work backside knee through crotch, backside hand through sternum, it's going to work out a lot better and we have a better chance of picking up both of those guys, rather than let that guy scrape and run free over the top. Is a really, is a pretty good job by the number two tied in right here at 34. He's also, he played a lot of football, especially when we had in the, we had a lot of 12 personnel in the game plan. He was our starting middle linebacker also. Really coachable kid. We're going to miss him, he's a senior. So we're going wide, wide zone left again, right here. We're on 11 personnel. The play side tackle could be a little bit thicker. I'd like to see him just get a little bit more chipping that guy, chipping that in's outside shoulder. Guard's doing a great job. He could be, he gets his back, he gets his backside knee to the cross. Now just work that, drive that line of force, drive that line of force. Center spikes, backside A gap. So we're working that backside slip between the center, backside guard. <clears throat> we get a we got a we get a run blitz right here through the B gap and the backside tackle totally blows it. I mean, you just the guy runs through. We should be scooping and cutting that guy. As soon as we see it, we we should see it, have our eyes up, play with your eyes. Yeah. And see that scoop and cut it, but we totally miss it. But we also, do a great job on the front side. So
0: it goes back to your three-step decision there. Like yeah. obviously that end is not threatening your gap. Like you should be stepping and going. And like I said, obviously I mean head's not up because otherwise I mean your your te- your blocking's not horrible. Like I said, I mean I think I I'll say this watching is your guards do a pretty good job at stepping and running. Like I mean yeah they
1: got it they they, they really understood their reach and run concept backside knee through crotch cr- cr- backside hand through sternum but again. Looking back on it and self-scouting, looking back on the season, which we've been doing, I just did a poor job of coaching the backside of this of our wide zone play. I've really got, I really undercoached it. Uh, I think I was too worried about overcoaching it. And yeah, I just got to do a better job. It's gonna start with our off Once we start running plays in our offseason, excuse me, we're really gonna just work that. And it's really that's what we do in the offseason and what I've seen other coaches, overline coaches do. Is there just working that reach and run with the whole, that whole working the backside knee through crotch, backside hand through sternum, working that angle, working, reaching and running through that line of force. The center was too, he, he, he needs to get flatter. Right here. The, sh- the center should be working up here and that will free this tackle to this next level safety. Yeah. And we'll have a better chance at a better play right there.
0: Well. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't mind your running back on DB, but again, if you have that right there, I mean, you're just, at that point, it's maybe a corner might make a shoestring tackle.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: maybe, but I mean, yeah, you get, you get the proper angles there. You're, Scored.
1: Oh, this was the second round. Again, we're seeing another three-man front, which hey, we we love it. We, we like I said before, we're gonna we love running the wide zone to a to an odd front, and wow, we get beat at the point of attack right here on the play side. We're going wide zone left, and we're just soft. Really soft right there with, from the play side tackle and play side guard. It's just two. It looks like you know. I don't know. It's poor coaching on my part, obviously. What really, what really helps to play out again is right here the the center backside guard slip on that nose and get it. Running backs patient works through traffic. go to the end zone shot you can see the footwork better boom center work so again it's going to be it's gonna be these two place that guard place that tackle for end middle backer it was really like a three three stack look yeah so I'm, I'm sorry we should we should be working these two. These two for these two right here. Center, play backside guard for nose and mic backer. And then we're scooping and cutting, working second level to this stack backer here. So place that guard, and place that. I think that's one of the reasons it screws them up. Place that guard, place that tackle. That outside, that stack, but their stack backer 10 here goes to the, goes to the tight end, goes to the C gap outside. So that's fine. That's who he's going to take. And the guards just got to knock that guy over. We, again, like I say, we're too weak at the point of attack right here. We should really be trying to knock that guy over and then working up. good job though again by the center and backside guard they take 17 kind of tries to surf it over the top right here guard and center stay on they just stay on track and the backside tackle again just poor coaching on my part I've really got to do a great a better job of coaching the backside of this play and scooping and cutting that backside defensive end Now we're in 12 personnel, two tight ends. We're going wide zone right. Playside in wants to fight outside. It's not bad by the playside tackle. He's working his line of force. Now, where we get beat is on the backside. The nose goes backside A, and, that, and our guard, he's, his eyes are wrong. He's got the three-step decision. I'm either going to take it over, knock it over a climb. He should be taking it over all the way, and he doesn't. His eyes, if you can see it right there, they flash to that to that middle backer again, to that stack backer. I'll put it slow-mo it so you can see it. Oop. Right there, his eyes flash to him. And it gives, just gives that guy enough time to beat us through, through that backside A gap. tight end does a good job right here his aiming points the same backside knee through crotch backside hand through sternum the guy, go. The guy wants to fight outside we're just going to wash him take him where to go faster and he wants to get there the end tries to fight keep outside contained so right guard play side guard is going to work just work through his B gap extended right there up to the next level. Now he just needs to stay on track and go pee out that that little DB, that safety that wants to come play football. Come on, man. Go run through him. The nose really attacks the center. So the center should just keep working that working his angle through through that aiming point through the play side shoulder curvature of the armpit. And that, like I said, that backside guard's just got to go. He should be taking it over right now. And the backside tackle is overcoaching on my part. I told him all week that if your linebacker's not stacked and he's outside, just keep your eyes open because he should be scraping, but he really goes outside. So it kind of my overcoaching caused my tackle to keep his eyes on him. And really, he should just be working right up the hash right there, scooping up through his B gap. And he can pick up that stacked middle linebacker 32 and cut him. This was a big game for us. It was – we tied the school record. I think we'd only been to the – LCMA had only been to the third round of the playoffs one time before back in 97. So we're playing El Campo. They're a really good football team. Uh, Down in the Valley, they're running back. They got two good running backs um, that are highly recruited. One uh, One of the running backs is one of the best running backs in the country. Our defense played lots out. I mean, they just sold out. And they were multiple up front. It's a 10-1 defense, you know, multiple looks. And so we had to prepare for the four-man look, the three-man look. The O-line did a great job of of buying into the game plan and focusing all week of practice. And uh, it paid off for us. So, again, right here, we're in our tackle over set. So we're 11 personnel, and we're taking our left tackle over tackle over right wide zone right. So now that's over tackle again. He's got the same. He's got this responsibility as a tight end. He's working backside knee through crotch, backside hand through sternum, through that, through this, through his aiming point, play side, play side shoulder curvature of the armpit. That guy wants to fight outside. We're just going to turn with him and take him, where again, where he wants to go faster, than he wants to get there. We're going to drive him all the way across that all the way to the wide side of the field right there, But he lets him spin back inside. So we go to the end zone shot. They run blitz, end up with two guys in one gap right here, and it works well for us because we're just working. It's a four. We ID'd it as a four-man front. Seven was like their their dude. Our game plan was, hey, we're gonna call, we're gonna ID seven wherever he's at, and we're gonna work to seven. So, right here, the tack, the play side tackles, thinking I'm working to seven, but as soon as he blitzes right here, okay, this guy ends up in the in the A gap. He kind of ends up in the same gap. We work and. Uh, squash it there in the gap, and you'll see the play side tackle just works up and seals that play side backer, and there's a big hole there. If we do a better job on that defensive end outside linebacker, now we got our running back one on one with the defensive back, like you said earlier, which is a is a great matchup. Yep. That. That backside defensive tackle was they, their defensive line. Their defense is really good. That guy was a that guy was a load. It's a great job by the backside guard just working his line, just staying with it, working his line of force. I really like him though to scoop and cut. Just something we got to work on more. All right, we're going uh, 11 personnel. This is the last, I think this is the last play, coach.
0: Uh, I I have two questions.
1: We're going wide zone left. This is where not scooping and cutting backside just kills us right here. They want to try to overplay it and fight to keep gap integrity, you know, in their get place, I get Okay, fine. We're going to wash it, play side. Backside, back, backside guard does a great job of staying on track. Now they're giving us a three-man front look. we got a zero nose. The nose slant, they slant the front. Backside guard does a good job staying on track. Now I'm working my – now I'm working backside, knee through crotch, backside, hand through sternum of that middle linebacker, number 20. We just don't scoop and cut the backside end and he freaking nails us. When if we if we cut him, you can see it right there. There's gonna we, we we're gonna divide the defense. We're gonna push the slant, wash it front side. If we get that guy cut down backside, we've got the linebacker sealed and washing him play side. Now it's going now again, we're gonna have a one-on-one first with that back judge and then not the safety right there. But instead, we don't do our job backside. We don't cut that backside defensive end. So instead of a big explosive 20 plus play, we just get a, you know, seven yard game. That's it. That's our wide zone. Um, there's my contact information right there. If anybody wants to email me for anything, talk ball, you know, you want us to send you something, she will do it. That's my that's my cell phone number right there, 409-698-8278. I'm, I'm down to talk ball if anybody wants to, anytime. I okay. appreciate you, Coach, having me on here. No
0: problem. I, I had two questions for you because Okay. was uh, one. Um, I noticed the offensive line, your guards were in three points and your tackles were mostly in two points. Um, Just out of curiosity, what is your reasoning behind that?
1: I just, I mean, we tell the tackles we'd like for them to be in a two-point stance, but if they want to go three-point, they can, just as long as they're not getting a two-point stance when it's a run play, when when they're in pass pro and a three-point when they're in run play and tipping stuff off like that. We just, with our style of offense and our spread offense, I think it just, it just gives us. An, a, 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 I like the tackles to be in a two-point stance. I mean, I guess there's no really harm or reason for it other than when I got with Coach Bro, he's like, "Hey, I want the tackles in a two-point stance and want the guards in a three-point stance," you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. and, and then my last question for you, and, and I told you this is going to come. Do you have any appropriate John Arnett stories for? Th- that you could add to the podcast there's all everybody's always got something and, and they could be funny they could be serious like i mean i think if i who who he – i mean he broke somebody's like leg or tore their acl or something i think who was it i think it was i think it was chris smith or zeke dixon one of the
1: two so you know what man i don't go back that far with with arnett now that's when arnett and i think chris smith were playing together at sfa you
0: yeah. yeah, see
1: but, everybody has a story see see. <laughs> I don't go back that far with John. I first met John, I think, shoot, I can't remember when. The only stories I got with John, me and John, we used to talk, call each other like girls on Friday nights in the offseason and stay up till like four in the morning talking about everything from football to freaking philosophy, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if anybody – out there knows john arnett but john arnett is a really good pa- he can paint okay he's a really he can really he's a really good artist he can paint really good uh he's got some since he, he he's now coaching up at Pampa up in the panhandle
0: yeah
1: and he's painted some sunset scenes that are amazing uh and he painted a, a his dad was in the marine corps uh, like i was and so i was in the first I was in the 1st Marine Division when I was in the Marine Corps, and he painted me a uh, the 1st Marine Division emblem, which is, you know, yeah. a diamond with the big one in it and Guadalcanal on the one because they fought at Guadalcanal. But he he's, John's a really good artist and just an all-around good dude. I mean, I love John. Shoot, I wouldn't be on here if it wasn't for him, so –
0: and then see, that's perfect. See, I don't see not everybody needs to. I, I he almost broke my leg or something like that. I'll <laughs> take I'll t- I'll take you to the That's good enough. So um coaches, uh please uh, obviously his contact information is on our screen. Um if you're listening, um either turn on the video or uh, follow him on Twitter because his Twitter will be in the bio. Uh please make sure you give him a follow. Uh, if you want to reach out to him, like I said, coach got back to me. I mean, within a matter of minutes of texting him, like I said, coach is a good dude. Um, and like I said, he, he they do some really good stuff there. They're doing a good job at turning that program around and kind of building something special down there. Um, and then, like kind of like also we meant it, mentioned, I mean, obviously we we sat here and talked, and I kind of just let him go because I was, I just mostly focused on the offensive line play there. But I mean, good. I mean, he's mentioned two. We mentioned two good resources in this. Um, obviously, the Mirrorball Clinic that's on YouTube, um, and then the um, what was it? The Ferens Clinic from the Delos yes. Clinic um so yeah
1: yeah.
0: please please uh, check those out too if you just want more i mean but again like reach out to coach i mean, coach does a great job um like share subscribe check out our sponsors and affiliates uh, especially coach pad for me that'd be greatly appreciated um and then that's another episode of the gap down backer podcast